0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Hello, welcome back in the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Last day of media availability before the Chiefs' Saturday preseason finale against the Cleveland Browns. We heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and backup quarterback Shane Bouchelle. We'll go in that order, starting with Andy Reid, followed by Patrick Mahomes. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with Shane Bouchel. Here's head coach Andy Reid.
2: Um, I think really the only new one on here is George. Um, he he's, uh, has some stomach issues that he's working through, and um, we'll get him back out there uh, relatively quick, I think. Um, all in all, um, good practice today. We we did our normal Friday workout. I had to do a little bit earlier, uh, with the heat. But normal Friday workout. Good special teams period to start with, and then finishing with uh, some heavy red zone and uh, knocking that out, and then review on the other situations. So, anyways, with that time yours. Andy, um,
3: Chris Jones
4: suggested on his social media accounts that maybe he's willing to sit out for a little while. I don't know if he's serious or not. But do you expect them to start
2: the season without him at this point? I mean, uh, there's been no communication, so I don't I don't know uh, what's gonna go there, but whatever happens, happens. I mean, not there, we the game goes on, right? So that's how it works. So
5: you used to do the GM stuff too. I know you've said you kinda like not being a part of that. But as someone who's the head coach, you've been here for as long as you have you know Chris so well, is there a way for you to get involved with this or you, you just
2: Um uh, no, not right now. There's not. Yeah, yeah. So he's got. They got to communicate and do their thing, and there's just been no communication. So,
4: Andy, when it comes to the receivers, you know it's going to be competitive there. You know, when it comes to six or seven or whatever number you guys choose, just how. First off, I'll probably you see all that competition, but then second, how tough are the decision is.
2: Yeah, that's going to. That'll be a tough decision at that spot. Um, the Guys are playing well. So we just have to see, we, we talked to him about special teams, it ends up being a big part of it. He might be a good receiver, but if you can't help out on special teams, you've got you a problem there. So that ends up being being a part of the thing.
3: Coach, yeah, unless you've already mentioned it, what's the, what's the expectation of what you plan to do with the ones, two, that there's one in the Senate? Yeah,
2: so um, the ones might get a little bit of time. I'm still working through that. So ones will probably get a little bit of time. and. Uh, um, and then the twos and threes will take take it from there and followed up on that. What's, what's going to be
3: your message for those players who've been, you know, lacking the time in the second half, just trying to make the team. What's your message for them? Yeah.
2: So, you know, that's, it's a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity to get yourself on tape and everybody can't make it here. I mean, we know that um, they were told that when they first got in, uh, but make it a tough decision for Brett and myself and, and the personnel guys and, and coaches. So and then uh, if you don't make it here, we're going to give you an opportunity to be on tape. We're not holding you back. So you get out there, you perform and perform well. So if you can't make it here, maybe you make it somewhere else.
1: The ones that doesn't include Patrick, though, right? Or does it? Uh, we'll, see. we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Andy, with the, the quarterback position, uh, we talked about six or seven for two or three. receivers uh, quarterbacks. Quarterbacks? quarterbacks
2: yeah possibly right now we're juggling the whole thing Yeah, you know there's competition for that two spot and guys are competing so um, we haven't finalized anything yet on that numbers wise you know the bottom of the roster thing you got to kind of work through and and see how it all works out and then you can't forget to include special teams in there too and and how we work it with that
5: Coach, after you and Rick watched Isaiah these past few days in the red jersey, is he trying in the right direction to maybe get involved on, on Saturday? Who, who was maybe
2: that? Yeah, there's a chance, yeah. Yeah, there's a chance. I'm just kind of spotting him here and seeing what he is comfortable with. we got the yellow jersey off him, and he's full throttle. So, um, but we'll see how he does here next couple days.
5: We're going to get to talk Shane here in a little bit. He's getting more and more reps with the twos. We've had him for a couple of years now. What sort of growth have you seen from him, and is something even clicking more lately, bringing more
2: of those reps? Yeah, well, he looks more comfortable, and <clears throat> I think in a crazy way, Blaine's been good for him, um, uh, and bringing out the best in him. You know, the competition, and uh, so and Blaine's competing like crazy too, and um, it's been been a good challenge there for him. But he's he's done a nice job, you know, more time, you know, coming up here, so. See how they see how both of them do.
4: Andy, without Chris there, you know, how are you impressed with the defensive line of that kind of stuff
2: up Yeah, they're working their tail off, Um, and and I appreciate that. And um, you know, it's it's similar. If somebody gets hurt, you know, if somebody gets hurt, you got to go play, and so that's the approach they've taken. You know, Chris isn't here, opportunity for us to play, and um, and they work their tail off there. Yeah, it's been been impressive to watch.
4: Andy, is there a guy from that group who's maybe taken a step since, uh, or more than a step since the start of camp?
2: Yeah, so when Mike, you know, when he got back in, I, I think he's uh, done a nice job. He got some play time and showed in that game, so I, I think that's, that's good. And then I think George is a lot stronger than what he was last year, and, and um, you know, so that's a, that's a positive thing.
5: Couple more or we good? Yeah, coach. mission um, <clears throat> that D line, Turk's getting, getting some reps out there today. How's he looking for Saturday? Yeah, you know
2: he's doing all right. Yeah, he's doing all right. He's lucky. He's got a good foundation, man. He's got big legs and th- strong legs, and um, and so I thought he was moving around, moving around well, is he,
4: quick. Is he going to
2: play against Cleveland? Uh, yeah, there's a chance. Kind of the same thing with Pacheco. We'll just see see where we go with this thing in the next couple of days. We have a. Tomorrow's not a normal walk-through day. It's a 8 8 period, so we got one more day there.
5: What do you tell rookies about playing at Arrowhead for the first time?
2: Yeah, well they they've heard it all. You know, they've they've heard it, and um, most of them have seen it on TV. But it's a special place to play. Uh, we've talked to them about that, and there's nothing like it. So,
0: coach, I know this might be a dumb question, but do you ever you have your ones, you have your twos, you have your threes, but do you ever want to see how a number three can go with a number one like? Patrick, with, say, number 82 or something,
2: do you shuffle around a little bit rather than divisions? Um, yeah, I mean, we evaluate the guys every day. And so if we think somebody has something that shows, we, we go ahead and give them an opportunity to move in there. And uh, a little bit like what we've done with the receivers. And um, some of those guys are guys that we're, we're trying to look at and see what they've got. Yeah. You know, All right, thank you. 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 Okay, good, thanks.
1: Good morning, morning.
0: Hey, uh, what do you want to get out of Saturday if you get any time at all out on the field?
1: Yeah, I think just keep, uh, I call it stacking, keep uh, progressing, um, keep getting better and better. I mean, obviously, you want to hit the, the regular season rolling, um, and uh, we have a uh, great football team. We're playing that first game, and so we did better than the first game, this this last second game, and let's keep building and getting better and better and get that momentum going into the first game of the year. Yeah. Are
3: you still, still looking for the, you mentioned how hey, you haven't been hit you. Are you still kind of anticipating wanting to get that first hit out the way, or uh, if it happens, it
1: happens. I um, mean, obviously, it's kind of a good thing because uh, I mean, the offensive line is protecting uh, really, really well. Um, so uh, it might be the regular season. Hopefully, I mean, I go in with the mindset that I'm going to take a hit here or there, but the offensive line goes into the mindset that they don't want, they don't want me getting touched. So it's hard to tell them to let someone through. It's not it's not like I remember the Titans or anything like that. So I just if it, if, it, if it happens, it happens.
4: Chris Jones is out there on Twitter suggesting maybe he'll skip a half a season or whatever. I don't know how serious he is, but I do know he's not here. Are, are you expecting to start the season without him?
1: Um, no, not not necessarily. I mean, I uh, I know that stuff, contract stuff, is hard to talk about because everybody wants to make money for their entire family and and everything like that. But I know how much Chris Chris loves the Chiefs. He loves being a part of this organization. Um, and so uh, I just try to stay out of it and just tell Chris that I love him and that whenever he does does come back, he'll, he'll be welcome with open arms. And uh, we know that he's preparing himself so that whenever he does get back, he can be that dominant player that he always has been. With that
4: said, has this been going on maybe a little longer than you anticipated it would when, when say, camp first started?
1: Yeah, I don't, think any, I don't think anyone expected him not to be here uh, now, but uh, that's part of the contract negotiation stuff. So I mean, I'm not looking down on him for anything like that. Uh, he has um, stuff that he's trying to get done that he feels like he needs to, to get done right now. And so I, I respect his decision. And then whenever he gets back, like I said, we open him with, with open arms. And um, he's, a, he's a vital part of this organization, and so I'm, I'm glad that he's on my team. It is,
3: it, 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 it is different from when a player is injured and not playing versus someone that's healthy that, that's holding him out. Does that put more pressure on the offense when the season begins if he's not, if he's not on that, knowing what he
1: brings to the team? Not necessarily. I mean, you have to trust everybody. Um, obviously, Chris is a, a once-in-a-lifetime type of player to be that big at the defensive tackle spot and being able to get sacks and do stuff like that. Um, but you have to trust the entire defense. It's like they have to trust the entire offense. Uh, whenever I'm not in the game, they trust the guy that comes in is going to go out there and, and make an impact. Um, and you've seen that with Chad over the last few years. and. Um, when, and the game that Travis wasn't in uh, a couple of years ago, other guys stepped up. That's how, that's how great football teams work, is um, you got to have depth everywhere, and you got to have guys that will step up whenever their number is called. And um, obviously, you want to have these great players, um, like Chris, um, but everybody has to step up whenever their number is called.
5: Um, obviously not contact, but what have you seen in, in the line as is? How is the confidence level and what
1: they can do? Yeah, I'm, I'm very confident. I mean, they, they have, we have a lot of great players, a lot of depth, a lot of guys that are coming in and working hard. Uh, obviously, there's some young guys like George and, and Felix and stuff like that, but they, they play hard every single play and they, they get after it, and that's what you want. Um, obviously, it's hard to replace just Chris, because Chris is, like I said, a once-in-a-lifetime type of player. Um, but I think with groups of guys, they're trying to do, they're doing a great job of just working hard and continuing to push to make themselves better.
5: You said there hadn't been any real contact between the organization and, and Chris recently to, to comment about, but I'm assuming some of the players text with him or talked to him. When's the last time you talked to him, What's, what are his spirits like?
1: Yeah, we stay in contact with him all the time. I mean, he's, he's in good spirits. I mean, he's, he's a guy that he loves football. Like I said, he loves playing for the Chiefs. Um, and so this is a, it's a hard time for all players, I think, whenever this stuff comes up. Because um, you want to play, you want to be out there, but at the same time, you want to take care of your family. So it's, it's finding that, that right spot and, and where you, where you think you need to be at at that time. And so um, it doesn't hurt, like I said, it doesn't hurt his relationship with any of us. I mean, we respect his decision. Um, but at the same time, whenever he comes back, we will welcome with open arms and know that he's going to be a pivotal uh, teammate to help us try to make a run at the Super Bowl again. If, a couple more guys. If, Go if, if you do play on Saturday, it kind of marks a change of philosophy of playing in the final preseason game. It's, is this something you want, you feel like you need to get some snaps? Yeah, I, I just prepare myself every week. Uh, I prepare myself to play. Uh, I get the reps in there, and then I follow Coach Reed's lead. Uh, lead. Um, he's done this for a long time. He knows what's needed every single year in order to go in and play well at the very beginning of the year. That's why his record is so good at the beginning of the season. Um, and so I prepare myself to play. And uh, if I get that that call, then I'll go out there and play and try to execute at a high level. Um, and then in, um, try to just prepare myself to be ready for that week one of the regular season. We're go last two. Harold and then Adam. Go ahead, Harold. Patrick, you've got
4: to see Shane over the years uh, here. Now he's developing. Looks like he's in position at least to compete for a backup spot. You know, How did you see him develop and how proud of you if you will, with all the advice you've given him and all the other guys have given him to make him see him impressive?
1: Yeah, I think just the entire QB room. I mean, we push each other to be great. We want that QB room, no matter who steps in, to be able to go out there and have success. Um, and I think you've seen that over the years with Chad. You've seen it with Matt Moore, um, and now you've seen with Shane. You see he's getting better and better every single year, and then you've seen guys like Blaine who's came in and learning a new system. And he's already having success early um, in the preseason as well, and then Chris. I mean, uh, we try to take pride in that QB room that no matter who steps in the game, there's no drop-off and that we can all go out there and have success, um, and uh, so I'm proud of all those guys, but, I mean, it's Shane being here for two years and just to stay grinding and grinding and preparing for his moment, and uh, he's done great this preseason so far. Adam?
4: How closely are you going
1: to follow the cuts next week? Um, I mean, I, it's hard. I don't I don't like to follow it too closely. I mean, I, I'm rooting for everybody. Um, it's hard to, like, to, to sit there and, like, you don't want to, I guess, promote for one guy to make it over another guy because this is people's livelihoods. It's, it's people's lives. And so I let those guys, Brett Veach and Coach Reed, uh, handle that, Clark Hunt, everybody like that. Um, and then they, they do a good job of finding the, the best players to put in positions to go out there and have success. Um, but uh, I don't fall it too close. It, it's hard for me. I mean, I like all the guys in the locker room. It's hard to see guys, um, even if it's for a moment, their dreams kind of get cut right there. And so uh, uh, it, it definitely is a hard day, I think, for everybody in this league. Thanks,
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience.
5: All right,
0: guys, go ahead and fire away. Jim, can you talk a little bit about the battle for that number two spot between you and Blaine? Patrick was saying what a great quarterback room it is, but you guys are out there fighting for that second position.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Just like Pat said, it is a great room, and there's a lot of competition in that room. And that's what you want. I think it gets the best out of the guys. And Coach Reed, Nagy, Girardi have done a really good job of making it a competition. And um, it's our job to go out on the field, play, Um, like we're going to be the starter and prepare that way. So um, we take in the competition, we embrace it, um, and try to put our best foot forward.
5: Where do you feel like you made the biggest leap from last year to this year?
6: Um, I think just my knowledge of the offense um, and my comfort in the offense. This is really the first time that I've had an offense for three straight years, dating back all the way to college. So my comfort in this offense um, has grown a ton, and I feel a whole lot better being out on that field. Um, with my knowledge of the offense. So that's the number one thing. And then just being with these guys, taking reps, and getting more reps in practice has been um, a huge thing too, just getting on the same page with everybody. Was
3: there ever play or a moment where you realized, oh, it's kind of clicking a little bit here, like I, I'm starting
6: to piece things together? Um, just throughout training camp. Um, really in OTAs too. Um, just the start of my third year, um, it's just progressively gotten better and better. And um, as we continue to game plan for teams, we can hone in on a game plan and go out and execute. Um, it's been it's been really good for myself as well as the team just to uh, come together and, and try to go win a ball game.
3: What's been the biggest difference going up your third year, but the last two years you had him be calling the plays. In in what's, what's been the difference between he and maybe calling the plays?
6: two years? Um, I mean, there's really not a whole lot different um, with the whole process of getting the play from from Nags. I mean, EB had a certain style, the way he called a play, and so does NAG. So it's a little bit different, but at the end of the day, they're calling it the same, and uh, it's our job to go execute it. Shane, were you aware Saturday Saturday
3: that you were perfect? And were you surprised at all at halftime when the decision was made that maybe you weren't going to go back on the
6: field? Yeah, I did think I was going to go back on the field, um, so I was a little bit surprised about that. But... I did not know I was 10 for 10. Um, someone on the sideline did tell me, um, so I thought that was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I was looking forward to going back out there. Um, in the second half, I didn't end up going, but um, just anytime you get to go out on the field, I, I embrace it and I want to go out there.
0: Shane, so, I mean, you're your own person, but what have you learned from Patrick, being with him for three years? I mean, I'm not expecting you to do a behind-the-back thing, but yeah. what have you learned that maybe fits well for you and helped you grow as a quarterback?
6: Yeah, you're you're exactly right. I mean, it's it's tough. It's not tough being in that room, but you kind of gotta you gotta take what Pat does and kind of put a little bit to your game, and also let him do what he does because he's he's the best in the league at what he does. So um, definitely his leadership style. I think that gets. Um, kind of caught up in all the behind-the-back passes and deep throws, scramble drills. Um, the way he leads a football team is is special. And so I see that. Um, and then just different ways and protections. He's, he's super smart. I think that's another thing that um, gets overlooked. So just his knowledge of the offense, the way he carries himself and carries this team is definitely something that I've taken from him um, as the older brother I'd say in the room.
4: Shane, you yeah. spend a lot of time with uh, <clears> the <throat> wide receivers that are trying to make the cut here. You know, in your impressions of working with them through practice and games, you know, how tough of the competition this is for the receivers and just how talented this room is and just your overall impressions of those guys that are trying to make it
6: Yeah, they've done a really good job. Um, you know we have our one or two guys, three guys, but I mean that room is stacked with talent and so um, it's tough man we see in practice every day there's a new guy that comes up and has a great day and then there's a guy in a game like Amir who had an unbelievable game so you know it's tough but just like we said at the beginning of this um, competition brings the best out in people and so um, that's good for that room we see it every day and they'll continue to shine.
5: Chief, we got to we're watch to our to... Last time we are going to get to watch the practice today we watched a lot of your guys in practice and we watched you guys taking middle reps back behind but when you start getting more of those number two reps does that give you a little different feeling when you're going out there in the practice? It feels like, hey, I'm getting more reps than I was before. Is it give you a little boost as well?
6: Absolutely. I think just the more you can rep something out in person in a team setting where you're actually in there in the game, I think it helps a ton. Um, and don't get me wrong, the mental reps behind um, the quarterback do help a ton, but also just being in the practice and actually getting those reps does help um, and correlates into the game for sure. Should
5: Coach so, mentioned just how behind the scenes over years to put yourself in this position. Now that you're in the mix here for that spot behind, Pat, just how rewarding do you feel just having done all
6: that work? Yeah, um, I mean, it's just what we do at the quarterback position is we put in a lot of work, and um, when the time comes, it comes to fruition. So um, It's our job to be as prepared as possible for any type of thing that happens in the game, um, in practice, whatever it is, got to be prepared, and we never know when it's going to be. That's the tough part of being um, a backup quarterback, because you never know when something's going to happen. So um, you have to prepare like you're the starter and be ready for any moment. Shane,
4: what's cut-down day going to be like for you this year, and will it be any different than it was for you, say, a couple of years ago or even last year?
6: Um, that day's always tough. I mean, you never know what's going to happen, and um, you just you just hope and pray that your play in the preseason did a good enough job to, to put a good impression on Coach Reed and Veach and all those guys in the office. And so um it's a tough day but uh, we'll see when it happens when it gets here you have a better
4: feeling about it in your particular situation than you did last year
6: i'd say a little bit yeah um for sure i'd say i'm a little bit more comfortable just on the aspect of of those things but still it's still kind of a an eerie day a little bit so um we'll see when it gets here
3: hey Shane, in what ways do you, does patrick set the standard you were talking about in terms of maybe the intensity of the work and
2: I just wonder if you've seen him even grow in that way in
6: your couple years here. Yeah, I mean, in everything he does, there's a tempo um, that's really unmatched, and he pushes these guys, and um, especially in the beginning of a practice, I mean, his tempo is is really impressive, and we are harped on that um, to get these guys going in the beginning of a game, beginning of practice, whatever it is, and so um, Pat does a really good job of just leading these guys and then it trickles down to us whenever we go in with the twos or the threes, whoever it is. Um, it's our job to uh, get these guys going as well. And so we, we take that from the top down. And
3: does it surprise you at all that he continues to have the sort of fire and motivation that he's had after all he's already accomplished?
6: Um, no. I mean, he's one of the most competitive people I've ever been around. And he takes that. I mean, all of the accompli- accomplishments that he had last year, I mean, that's, that's in the past. And he'll tell you that. Um, it's a new year. And... He's looking forward to this year, and we all are. Um, Yeah, last year was great, but this is a new year, and we're going to try to accomplish the same thing and more.
5: What do you remember? You were a freshman, I think, in 16, when he was a Tech and you were at Texas. Oh, yeah. What do you remember when you saw him? Like your first impression of seeing him out there um, playing against you guys.
6: Yeah, um, that was a great game um, from what I remember. But they... uh, that was that was cool you know whenever and he was a junior I was a freshman um we knew each other growing up not like personally knew each other but I knew of him just similar backgrounds dads played ball um playing college football and so um you know getting to see him just I mean and he was a slinger man like he is now he was doing that at Texas Tech and with Cliff and all those guys but just seeing him for the first time and I got to say hello to him that was cool and I mean, God works in mysterious ways. We're here now, and uh, one of my great friends. So that's a cool thing to connect on going back to freshman year, and now we're here however many years later. So. Thanks, Shane. Thanks so Thanks, guys. Enjoying.
0: More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot, because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier.